0: You are listening to this week's market commentary by Walker Cripps, bringing you insights on the world of stock markets and finance.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Walker Cripps market commentary for the week ending Tuesday, the 11th of January. Volatility was the name of the game over the festive season, with both stock and bond markets on roller coaster journeys. In truth, some drama is probably to be expected given the size of the upward moves in asset prices since the pandemic started. Stock markets in particular had been unexpectedly calm given a quadrupling of the rate of inflation, a crisis in the Chinese property market and continued waves of the pandemic undermining the high hopes for vaccination programmes. But changes in the air and perhaps a hint of denial with it. Nothing captures the zeitgeist quite as well as the mass U-turn on ultra-dovish monetary policy by the world's central bankers. Bond markets don't know which way to turn. They had managed a decent rally during the fourth quarter, suggesting that investors either doubt the persistence of inflation or doubt the ability of the economy to withstand rapid rises in interest rates. But this rally has already completely unwound since the start of the year, sending government bond yields to post-pandemic highs and suggesting that investors now think central bankers are behind the curve when it comes to inflation. Moving to equities, it's not often one can say that the FTSE 100 has outperformed the US technology sector, but the FTSE 100's unique bias towards energy, mining and banking stocks means it has benefited from the surge in inflation. As a result, the FTSE 100 sits close to its post-pandemic highs, whereas the technology-heavy Nasdaq 100 index is down 6% from its recent highs. The other major indices sit somewhere on a line between these two, in terms of recent performance. It's tempting to say that the long-running pre-eminence of growth stocks over value stocks has finally come to an end, but there have been many false storms of this kind over the past decade. The major indices have weathered the inflationary storm well, compared with the corrections in more speculative asset classes, such as cryptocurrencies, meme stocks, special purpose acquisition vehicles, IPOs, microcaps and early stage biotechnology companies. It's recently become popular for analysts to build ad hoc equity indices exclusively comprising profitless, ultra-high valuation technology companies and these show a sell-off which is nearly as bad as the collapse following the internet boom. In a similar vein, the performance of the big American stock market indices is increasingly dominated by a few highly valued companies, which hides the poor performance experienced by most of the remainder of the index components. Despite the furore over inflation, however, it's worth noting that the actions planned by central bankers to date are quite tentative. Assuming they follow through on their guidance, interest rates would still be at levels that, by historic standards, stimulate inflation rather than reining it in. The last time that US inflation was at 6.8% for example, US base rates were at 9%. Moreover, some of the forces that have led to high inflation are still in place. China continues with its zero-tolerance approach to Covid which means further lockdowns in factories and more bouts of input price inflation. The prices of commodities and other raw materials are roaring again. Omicron-induced absenteeism amongst employees will further constrain manufacturing pipelines. Above all, the excessive demand over supply for labour which is by far the biggest cost input for most firms looks set to continue. That concludes the market commentary and now we'll move on to the stock focus section. Volkswagen and Toyota pledged their commitment to the age of the electric vehicle by declaring within five days of each other plans to invest a combined $170 billion over the coming years. Volkswagen will expand manufacturing of electric vehicles from five to eight plants and plans to have 27 electric vehicles under production by the end of the year. Toyota is emphasizing diversity of business model and plans a slower rollout of electric vehicles. It currently aims to have 30 electric vehicles in production by the end of the decade. Will the traditional giants of the car industry dislodge Tesla from the top spot in electric vehicles? Tesla announced sales of 309,000 vehicles in the fourth calendar quarter making a total of 936,000 vehicles for the year, compared to Volkswagen's expected total of about 400,000 electric vehicles. Tesla announced a scaling up of production in the face of wait times of more than six months for some of its models. The news helped fuel a rally of 33% that took Tesla's market value to over $1 trillion and also overshadowed news of recalls 475,000 defective vehicles in the US and another 200,000 in China Ford motor company surged to its own mini record with its stock price reaching a 20 year high after announcing an increase in production capacity for its electric pickup truck Ford stock rose 12% in a single day but at just under $100 billion its market value is dwarfed by Tesla's $1 trillion dollars Shares in Ford's competitor in the electric truck market, Rivian Automotive, have now fallen by a half from their peak following the company's IPO in November. The latest hit was due to the retirement of the firm's chief operating officer, and only a week previously, Amazon.com had announced it would buy electric delivery vans from a competitor, despite having a sizable investment in Rivian. Rivian sold only 920 electric vehicles in the last year, but at $73 billion, its market value has only recently dipped below Ford's. The $12 billion raised by Rivian in its IPO made it the largest IPO worldwide in 2021, and the largest for an American firm since Facebook in 2012. And Now we'll take a look at the economic highlights for last week, and what to watch out for this week. In a continuation of last year's trend, poor U.S. data for new jobs continues to underwhelm expectations. The U.S. created 199,000 jobs in December, well below the average expectation for 450,000. Job creation has been especially disappointing given the huge rebound expected following the end of lockdowns due to the pandemic. The data was gathered before the impact of Omicron, and some have suggested that it's due to a lack of workers available to fill jobs. The week's other main surprise was in US consumer borrowing data which showed that consumers borrowed much more than expected in November. The increase on the previous month was the biggest since 2010 and suggests that Americans are having to dig into their savings to offset the effects of inflation. US consumer price inflation is expected to have accelerated to 7.2% in December from 6.9 percent the previous month. Rents, used car prices and airline fares are expected to have been the main drivers. US producer price inflation is expected to accelerate to 9.8 percent from 9.6 percent the previous month. US consumer sentiment is expected to stay in the doldrums, having mystified economists recently by plunging to its lows of the decade despite US stimulus programmes and high asset prices enriching most of the population. UK GDP is expected to have risen by 0.4% in November from the previous month, with gains expected across all sectors of the economy. Healthcare is once again expected to be a key driver, as the Covid vaccination booster programme gathered pace. That concludes the weekly commentary. Thank you for listening.
0: This was Walker Cripps Market Commentary. If you'd like to hear more, please visit our website at www.walkercrips.co.uk. To keep up with our latest news and content, you can follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at Walker Cripps. Until next week, thanks for listening. This podcast is intended to be Walker Crips Investment Management's own commentary on markets. It is not investment research and should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to buy, sell or trade in any of the investments, sectors or asset classes mentioned. The value of any investment and the income arising from it is not guaranteed and can fall as well as rise, so that you may not get back the amount you originally invested. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. Movements in exchange rates can have an adverse effect on the value price, or income of any non-Sterling denominated investment. Nothing in this podcast constitutes advice to undertake a transaction. And if you require professional advice, you should contact your financial advisor or your usual contact at Walker Cripps. Walker Cripps Investment Management Limited is authorized and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and is a member of the London Stock Exchange.